Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. show is brought to you in part by bet online our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all of the latest odds news and sports developments for the nba playoffs major league baseball fights and nfl futures bet online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs including live betting and the fan favorite vegas casino and poker games it's really easy to get started just head on over to the website use your mobile device and sign up today use our promo code believe 50 b-l-e-a-v 50 and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus in your first deposit Bet online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or, quite frankly, anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property, or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family realestate.com and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate Oxford. Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555. Or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, 
Our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Believe It on this podcast. Part of the Believe Network, John Cox joining us here on Mississippi Morning Quarterback. John, a big game for Ole Miss. They take care of a really good Kentucky team. We'll get into them in a moment. But Ole Miss wins 22-19, kind of an odd score. But at the end of the day, Ole Miss gets a win. They're 5-0 and and 1-0 in the conference. Yeah, I mean, they uh, they are uh, they're exactly, you know, we all figured that with that schedule that the Rebels would be 4-0, but – the big, uh, the big question mark was what what would they do when they got to that Kentucky game because everyone pretty much figured that Kentucky would also be right where they are, and uh, man, a, a win's a win. I mean, I, I don't care what level you are. I mean, it's 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 much better to to win the game and learn from your mistakes than lose the game and learn from your mistakes. And especially, and so that's that's where the rebels are. I mean, hats off to them. It was, it was not pretty at times. It was a win. So. Yeah, and you talk about mistakes. I think number any the more than anything, everyone's kind of looking to the fourth quarter. You know, we we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks. The the third and fourth quarter woes of this offense. And the good news for Ole Miss is Chris Partridge has a heck of a defense, and they're playing really well. AJ Finley leading the back half of that secondary. JJ Pegues, uh, Jared Ivy made the big play at the end of the game. So defensively they're kind of taking up some slack but there are some question marks for this offense about why they're not scoring in the second half yeah I mean and and you don't know if that's a uh I don't know you know you don't know if that's a teams make adjustments and maybe Ole Miss isn't making the adjustments or uh if maybe you know a, a different play a play goes different here or there maybe the offense you know gets clicking I mean so much of what what Lane's uh, offense has done since he's been there is predicated on, I mean, getting first downs. I mean, that sounds stupid, but you know the whole tempo works when they get that first first down. That's when they're off and running, and you know they're not behind the chains, and then they haven't been able to do that in the second half. But it's been little things. I mean, and sometimes just bad luck. I mean, the other day, I mean, as crazy as it was at the end of the game, if. It, I hate to I hate to be the one blaming referees or saying something, but if the face mask that was blatant was called, that ball game's over. And and you know and so I I don't know, but it's not just that. I mean it's a little stuff. They've got some play calling. I mean they've got some issues to deal with. What they, was it first and goal from the five, and they didn't score uh, at one point or maybe even closer. But on that same play, if the referee doesn't run into Judkins, he probably scores. So I I, I don't know. They're, the raw materials are still there for a very, very good offense, but they've just got to, and I think uh, Lane Kiffin would probably say this too, they've got to put four quarters together. 
and right now they're, the defense is playing well enough to kind of hold out. But until the four quarters get there, you still have a little bit of that scratch your head and say, well, we've got to perform a little better if we're uh, the Rebel offense. What are you expecting this week um, before we go too far? What are you expecting this week from Vanderbilt on Saturday? I mean, I would think you just don't want to get anyone hurt, get in and out with a win, and that's it. Yeah, I think if I'm uh, if I'm the Ole Miss coaching staff, which is probably the scariest phrase uttered today, uh, you don't you don't want to play anyone. Someone like Zach Evans, who's maybe a little beat up, you want you don't want to play him. Honestly, you know you don't want to uh, you know, but you don't want to get Judkins beat up because it's tough playing running back in the SEC. Uh, you you don't want you know you want everyone to come out healthy. You probably don't want to show a lot. I mean, I hate to say that. And, and actually, having watched the Rebels a couple times, just, I guess three or four times now, and seen all their – early in the season, they weren't showing a lot. You know, when we said they weren't, they weren't, especially defensively. But I think you want to just be healthy. Um, you know, I, honestly, I, well, we can talk later on what I think about the actual game. I mean, Ole Miss would be better than Vanderbilt, but I would not be surprised if we don't see a bit of a letdown. I mean, I've ridden the Ole Miss train long enough. That, uh, you know, you, you say, and by letdown, I don't necessarily mean that Vanderbilt is going to beat Ole Miss as much as it may be a game that we all go, man, that was ugly. And they can't, because all Vanderbilt Ole Miss games are like that. But uh, you, you just try to get through, you, but you need to be, they're going to need everyone healthy because we're about to uh, hit this kind of segment of the schedule that really separates a good season from a special season. Yeah, and, and that was what I was saying all along. You know, Ole Miss could still have a good season if they lose to Kentucky. But they can't have a great season or a special season by losing to Kentucky. And I think you could say the same thing for Mark Stoops and his team. They needed to beat Ole Miss on the road to have that special season. We'll see what happens with them going down the road. For Ole Miss getting the win uh, the way they did, playing well defensively, getting the turnovers, winning the turnover margin – it was just a lot of things kind of went in their favor. They had a lot of breaks, but like you said, there were some breaks that didn't go their way with the face mask and, and some things down the stretch. At the end of the day, Will Levis is a really good quarterback, and I think Will Levis is going to get selected in the first round. He's going to be a good NFL quarterback one day. Kentucky's a really good football team, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I think that – I don't think at the end of the year we're going to look back and go, wow, I mean, that was just – we call Kentucky, you know, that was not that turned out not to be a very good football team. I think Kentucky at the end of the year is still going to be a very good football team. You know, they're going to still ring up a pretty good record. And, uh, you know, the quarterback's great. I mean, he uh, he doesn't get much protection. But, you know, and, and that's one of those, like, I wonder, is, is the Ole Miss offensive, defensive line that good or is the Kentucky offensive line that bad? But, uh, and it's probably a mixture of both. But he, he's a good player. I thought defensively they were pretty good. I mean, especially up front. I thought they, they did a, a, a pretty good job. I thought the Ole Miss offensive line, other than they, we have some snapping issues that I think mess up a whole bunch of things for our offense, uh, we did a pretty good job protecting and, and opening holes. But Kentucky's a good good football team. Ole Miss is also, I mean, there's talent out there. We knew that going in. And, you know, if there's one thing, and I was telling somebody else this today, that the schedule – the way it's set up is interesting about Ole Miss is, you know, you're they're getting better every week and getting wins and getting more confident. 
and you know, and Ke- I, Lane keeps saying in the press conference, "Look, you know, these guys hadn't played together very much. They're going to come together." Well, you know, the best way to come together is just just to keep playing, and it's been building up and building up and building up. And you know, for Rebels' sake, you look at it through their lens. I mean, let's hope the next four weeks, you know, they reach their peak. That's when you want to be playing your best football. So, right, we'll see. And looking ahead at the schedule, I'd be interested in your thoughts here. At Vandy, we've talked about that. Coming home to Auburn, at LSU, and at Texas A&M, what are the chances? What are the chances? That Ole Miss is nine and zero, hosting Alabama. Well, as we sit here today on October fourth, right now we would be favored in all four of those games. I mean, there's. I mean, looking at it objectively, Ole Miss is going to be favored against Vanderbilt. Ole Miss should be favored against Auburn coming home, just along the line, barring something crazy like a massive injury that you know to half the team. I mean, Auburn doesn't know if they're coming or going right now. Uh, then they go to LSU. You know, LSU is an interesting team. I would have rather played them about three weeks ago, but uh, you know, we'll see. But they Ole Miss, except it's in Baton Rouge, and I guess all bets are off in that game. But Ole Miss will be at least even. Especially, so you know, you look six and zero, seven zero. They go eight zero, and then Texas A and M. I mean, no. Texas A and M would be good if this were two thousand thirteen, and they're running that offense and going from there. But they're just not looking. They're just not really into it right now, as witnessed by the shellacking they took in Starfield the other day. If Ole, Ole Miss is staring nine and zero in the face, I will say that. I mean, that is scary to say. It's there. It is there for the taking. I think a lot of that being there for the taking is more or less about just how poor Auburn, LSU, and Texas A&M has played over the last couple of weeks, or really the whole season. And that's what's so surprising in all this is that Ole Miss has an opportunity to, like you said, to play a team like that, and they're just flat down. I had no idea that Texas A&M would be this bad right now. Right. And and you know, and of course it's football and it's it's as my old friend, the late coach Buffer says, you know, a boy and a ball and a scoreboard, anything can happen. But uh the uh you know, you don't have to be one of the great you know, to win a to to be in the national conversation as an elite college football team, you don't have to be the greatest team in the history of the sport. You just have to be the best team that year. <laughs> and so you know, you you just you, you just survive in advance, and I think you know, you you listen to the Ole Miss coaching staff and 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 Coach Kiffin when he goes in the the press conferences and when he talks to the media, he says the right thing. He's like, look, you know, we're one and zero. We're just going to take the team in front of us. And I know every coach says that, but if the situation you're at, if you're Ole Miss right now, that's exactly how you do it because you're like, hey, we're just going to keep beating the team in front of us. We don't need to be perfect. We just need to win, score more points than that team that day. And, you know, and, and it's where, I mean, you, you don't have to be the, the 85 Bears every day. You just have to be one point better than the team you're playing. And, you know, that's those, there's some down teams right now in the SEC, and I think there's a lot of teams that are trying to figure out their personality. I mean, college football is nutty because of the portal and everything. And so, if, if, you know, if you figure out your personality faster than the other teams do, you come out okay. And I think if we were to talk, and I think we did this, that Ole Miss would be favored in its first seven games at least. I didn't know about at LSU and at Texas A&M.
but I felt pretty comfortable on Mississippi's paper in the first six or seven games anyway. So now, if you can get a 7-0, 8-0, then 9-0 hosting Alabama, I would think college game day, and I would think that that was an opportunity to I don't know how loud I need to say this, but Ole Miss getting to Atlanta, for goodness sakes? Is that something yeah, that would be on I the mean, table? Yeah, I mean, think about this. This is and I and I think you and I probably had this conversation. I know I did with a couple of people that and and I hate to put the cart before the horse. And, you know, it's all rat poison as the kids say these days. But uh a nine and oh if if it keeps playing like it looks to be playing Who's to say that that November 12th game, um, the number one, two, and three teams in the college football playoff could be from the SEC. Yeah. And, and it would be, it will be pandemonium. You know, today I think it's the anniversary of the 2014 yes. uh, Alabama Ole Miss yes. game and game day and Katy Perry and all that came with it. I think it would pale in comparison to what November 12th would look like in Oxford, if that were the case. Uh, just because, I mean, it, it's it's nuts. I mean, legitimately, you got other teams there, but, I mean, how do you tell – if Ole Miss were to keep doing what they do, I mean, I don't think the Vanderbilt win's going to set the world on fire as far as putting the world on notice of how good you are. But if you go – if you beat Auburn, you go to LSU, you go to A&M, and you come away with victories, and I don't care if they're down or not. If you look up and go, hey, we've played eight, eight up, eight down, uh, how do you not call that a top five team? No, they're top five point. without question. I mean, they're probably going to be someone like an Ohio State or uh, a Clemson will be up there. So Ole Miss is going to be top five without question. Uh, I don't know that they jump Georgia, Alabama, or Clemson or any of the Blue Bloods, but uh, they will be top five. And it, I, I don't know if it beats the college game day, you know, the, because that was the very first time. But I think in regards to significance in games, I obviously don't think there would ever be a bigger game in the history, the history of Ole Miss football than if they're undefeated hosting Alabama. I will I will go on record saying that in the city of Oxford without question. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think then, uh, you know, I guess I think that actually I think the Mississippi State Alabama game in 2014 may have been in Tuscaloosa. Am I right about that? Yes, they because they beat Auburn at home. That's right. They beat. Well, they, uh, uh, Dak beat whoever was the the quarterback for Auburn was that day. It may be. It would probably be. Uh, you know, I, I, it may be the biggest, certainly the biggest Ole Miss game on, in Oxford that that I can remember. I mean, I remember the fourteen year Alabama or excuse me, Auburn and Ole Miss. Helped played each other and they were three and four maybe in the playoff um, right and i think that was the game that laquan treadwell got hurt at the end it was but but you know that was a huge game and you know there's been some massive games we talk about the alabama and the hype and all of that but uh, oxford mississippi has never seen one versus a top five matchup and put alabama on the other side of it nick saban and lane kiffin and all the all the storylines that go with that Dear Lord, we're a we're a college football fan's dream at that point. Yeah, you you've been the driver's seat. I mean, of course, we have no idea what Arkansas would be at that point, but Ole Miss never plays well in Fayetteville ever. 
And so they would have to go there, not to mention uh, who would love to spoil Ole Miss's chances going to Atlanta any more than the Mississippi State. So you've got two buzzsaws if you were to win that game against Alabama. So um, obviously a lot of football to happen. But the good news, John, is we can talk about that because Ole Miss is in position to do something like that. I mean, at 5-0 and and 1-0 and in the conference, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better position. That's exactly right. And, you know, it's uh, uh, the most dangerous team uh, – you know, the most dangerous team in the world is a team that just doesn't know any better. And these kids, you know, they, they, don't, have a, they don't have a tradition, right, wrong, or indifferent, probably because of the portal and, you know, and transfers and whatever you want to say. They don't know a tradition of, well, you know, we're Ole Miss, we're not supposed to be there. You know, we're – and these kids, you know – it's in, it's always interesting to me. I mean, I, I don't know many that recruit by saying, "Hey, come here," and you know, we're not, you know, come here so we don't win. I'm sure they've been sold on. Look what we can do. This, you know, this is how we're going to do. We're going to help you get to the league, and we're going to win some games while we're here. You know, the whole pro mindset thing. And Lane Kiffin's a perfect person to do that. I mean, he that's right. He wears the hoodies. He gets the Aston Martin for the recruiting trips. He. Wears the real free helmets. He's got the cool gear. He hangs out with the cool people. He's the cool dude on social. Uh, that's why Ole Miss has to break the bank to keep him. I mean, if Ole Miss does go to Atlanta, they have got to break the bank. And then everyone I've talked to said that if Lane Kiffin leaves Ole Miss, it will not be because of money. And that's I right. think that's smart. And, and and you're dead on about that. You know, it, the thing is, is that uh, – you know the the teams that they've come here they they don't know any better they're gaining confidence every every week when i say they don't know any better they you know this is why they were here they were told they were going to win and you know they uh and they're winning and coming through and they know that these coaches are preparing them that way and this is you know you you mentioned all of lane stuff i i, I kid uh i told my two sons uh they were with me at the game the other day i kind of made the joke and i said you know could you have you have all that's going on. You have great talent out there. And, you know, we may have – the Rebels may have the swaggiest coach in the history of swag walking out. And and he and he's perfect. The kids love it. They don't have to, you know – he doesn't have to give a rah-rah sermon. They just look down there and go, you know, our coach is pretty darn cool. And, uh, you know, and he gets hot and he coaches them. I mean, he there's, there's, some, there's some substance to Lane for sure out there. But he – it works. What he's selling works, and uh, and he's smart. He, you know, he, he knows how to build it. In the in 2022, may not have been the way to build it in 2017, but it works in 2022. And if they get confident, I'm telling you, the sky's the limit for that team. Just because they, as crazy as it, I keep saying it, they just don't know any better. Offensively for this team, uh, I had asked you a couple of weeks ago. Who's going to step up at wide receiver? We know Jonathan Mingo has been there. Michael Trigg. Um, there's been a couple other players that have transferred in. We haven't heard much out of Trey Knox. J.J. Henry hasn't done a lot. But Malik Heath has been really big. We knew the one-two punch would be Heath and Mingo. Very impressed with Jordan Watkins so far. He's definitely been my number three. So we've had at least one person step up in Jordan Watkins. Curious your thoughts as to what you're thinking out of this uh, receiving core. They got to find somebody. I mean, Watkins had a pretty good game. You know, they ran um, JJ Henry, I guess, twice on speed sweeps the other day. Uh, didn't he? He's had kind of an up and down year catching the ball. The uh, the Robinson kid, I believe that's his name from this transfer. He may never get healthy. Um, 
you know, I keep thinking that Trigg is going to be the one that steps up, and he made a big catch the other day for uh, to on the third down. I think he's the, I think he's the chance to kind of be the mismatch, you know, the the freak, so to speak. Which is why I think Lane is so hard on him because he realizes there's so much potential, and if if that old Miss find, offense finds all of a sudden Michael Trigg, where they can flex him out. He's a matchup nightmare. And so, uh, you know, I think it's got to be him. I think the other receivers, for whatever reason, they just haven't, uh, I guess, progressed. You know, and so right now, I mean, Ole Miss is still going to be really run-based. But uh, the middle of the field opens up. You know, Kiffin, for the last couple of years, I guess, has used uh, – since we had Yaboa, he used kind of Dontario Drummond in the middle. But uh, Jordan Watkins is a little small to be there, but – you know, you got to have something other than the outside receivers. And I personally, the last couple of weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Michael Trigg, or at least there would be an emphasis trying to get him more involved. What are your thoughts on this defense so far? I mean, we, we knew coming in, we just had a lot of questions. They have a chance to be really, really good. Yeah, they're, they're you know, you saw last week, uh, you know, there was all, you know, everybody, the sky was falling after the Tulsa game. And Tulsa, and let me say this, Tulsa and Kentucky were completely different in that Tulsa was, they play fast, so it was hard. So we had to play a lot of people. We didn't really sub a lot the other day, except on the defensive line. Uh, they're deep at the defensive line position. You saw the difference in J.J. Pegues when he's in there. I mean, he he's kind of like Kim Dietze. He doesn't have to make the tackle as much as he draws attention. And so, uh, you know, that frees up other people to slide in there and make tackles. I think we're really, really good on the back end. I mean, really good. I think our, I think between uh, Prince and Igan, I don't say his name right. What's the kid's name? Igbenosin. Yeah, him. We're we're borderline elite at the corners, and so uh, and the freshman's going to be. I think both both of those guys are going to be playing in the NFL very soon. Otis Reese saw the difference when he came in. He immediately made plays. When he came in after sitting out the second uh, first half, uh, and you know, and Finley's back there. He's been there. <laughs> he seems like he's been there three hundred and seventy-one years. He's because he's, <laughs> but he's 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 back there at, at free safety, making all the calls. You've got other guys that just keep coming in. And the thing that the coaching staff's been able to do is they've built depth on that defense, and it's and it shows. I mean, that's they just keep bringing in players and and they bring in. They're playmakers, and they're fast. They're athletic. They're long. They're all the all the you know, I guess adjectives that coaches talk about. And the result of that's a, a pretty good SEC defense. I mean, it's hard to just line up and run right at the Rebel defensive line when JJ Pegues and, and guys are up front slinging people around. So uh, we'll we'll see. But I mean, I I think they're only getting better and. Cr- Hey, Chris Parchers may be the uh, assistant coach of the year at the NCAA. He's really uh, he's from a guy that's never called a defense before to what he's doing right now. Plus, he's a social media star apparently, thanks to uh, the TV cameras. It's a uh, it's great. It's good. It's a good time to be the Rebel defense. Jonathan Cruz, I think Lane did a pretty good job getting in the portal and finding a kicker. That dude's solid. Hadn't missed a point after. Up until Saturday, was kicking them all in the end zone with kickoffs, and he's missed one field goal, and that was like a fifty-something yarder. But he had a big field goal kick against uh, against Kentucky, is fifty plus. Yeah, he 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 hit that one the other day, and when it came off his foot, 
I felt like the entire stadium, including the coaching staff, feeling the sidelines, like watching a person hit a golf drive. Everyone was kind of leaning, you know, to see if it would go, go, go. And it's kind of, if it was what it was fifty three yards, it will. It didn't go fifty four. I'll say that. I mean, it went right over the crossbar, but that, that was turned out to be a huge kick. You know, look where we were. And then, as far as his touchbacks, I think the wind was in his face on a lot of those. I or we were trying to hang it up. We were terrified of the kick returner for uh, Kentucky, which. uh didn't really do us any good to be terrified of him because he was going to break it anyway. But I don't know. I mean, I'm a big fan. I mean, I think all there's special teams are uh, are really playing well for for Ole Miss right now. I mean, you know, you see, we punt the ball really well. Other than the fact, yeah, that, Mason's you know, good. You know, they he's reversed, flipped the field a little bit. Other than you know, Watkins scares me to death as a punt returner. I, I'm in. I, I'm impressed with all of those the Rebel special teams right now. I mean, you can tell that they, uh, they, they, they put an emphasis. The kick coverage has to get a little better, obviously. But, I mean, I don't know if it's a kick coverage thing or, if, you know, that Kentucky kid, I mean, he's pretty special back there. I mean, he's, he's pretty good. He's John Cox. He joins us on Mississippi Morning Quarterback. It's Ole Miss and Vanderbilt coming up on Saturday. And, uh, John, 5-0, and 1-0. and You can't win them all if you don't win the first five, right? That's exactly right. You just keep winning and take it. 60 minutes for 60 minutes, and then go you know, beat the next guy. And so hopefully the Rebels can do that Saturday. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. See you. And thanks to John Koch for joining us here on the Mississippi Morning Quarterback. Of course, every broadcast here on the Logan Media Network, part of the Believe Podcast Network and the Believe and Ole Miss Podcast, is brought to you by Debbie Johnson, our Kessinger Real Estate, our agent here on the Believe and Ole Miss Podcast, here in the Debbie Johnson Studios. You want her cell phone at 662-689-0090. And if you're looking for that special spot in Oxford or anywhere in the great state of Mississippi, Debbie's got you covered. She works with Kessinger Real Estate. They are nationwide, and she can take care of all your real estate questions today. Just give her a call. If you have any questions, she'll take care of you. And you need that commercial spot, maybe that hunting spot, anywhere in the South. Debbie Johnson can be your real estate agent today. Also grateful for Bet Online. Remember, Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Bet Online, where the game starts. Use that promo code BLEAV50, that's B L E V 50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for John Cox for joining us here on the Mississippi Morning Quarterback. Be sure and listen to all of our shows. We have the the, uh, the post-game coverage of everything going on with Kentucky on the podcast earlier in the week. We've got Chris Lee from VandySports.com coming on the, the end of the week as we preview the Vanderbilt game as Ole Miss and Vandy get ready to kick off at 3 o'clock of the SEC Network. I'm Brad Logan. Thank you very much for jumping on here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network.
listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.